I am your host, Lauren Coletti. Happy Easter. I don't necessarily celebrate Easter. I don't consider myself religious, Christian, Catholic, anything like that. But I do recognize Jesus as an ascended master. So I would like to shout out Happy Easter, everyone. I hope you're doing something fun today. I know it's hard with COVID, kind of sucks. We can't necessarily see all of our friends and family due to restrictions and everything like that. So I hope everyone's staying healthy, happy, and safe, and enjoying the weekend. Um, I set my intention today in yoga as presence because I find myself drifting and either romanticizing the past or worrying about the future and just really like not relishing in the moment, which takes so many precious years from our life, right? So when I stepped onto my yoga mat today, I said, I want to be fully present and mindful of this moment. I don't want to worry about what happened before yoga class. I don't want to worry about what's happening after yoga class. I don't want to worry about going to work tomorrow and worrying about all the things that I'm going to be doing this week. And it's so easy. I find my mind slipping back to old thoughts and ruminations and worries and anxieties, but it's a practice, right? So I wasn't even going to record today which usually is the case, but I just kept having so many racing thoughts and I was like, I need to speak them. I need an outlet to get this off my chest. So I wanted to talk about a couple of things. First off, thank you all for your feedback on our last episode on forgiveness and comparison and healing. And I had a lot of great reactions from last week's episode. So I thank you so much for that. Um, The first thing I wanted to bring up is... I found myself being super salty last night for some reason. (laughs) And I know that we can't necessarily control our thoughts, but we can control how we respond and how we relate to them and how we experience them. So last night I was hanging out with my best friend, Ashleen. Ash, if you're listening, I love you. And her boyfriend and my boyfriend. And I asked my boyfriend something like super silly. I was being kind of like flirty and I said something about, have you ever had sex in a pool? And he said, yeah. And all of a sudden I got so mad. Like it was not rational whatsoever, but I was like, are you serious? Like, fuck you joking. But, um, I just felt really bitter because I wanted to take his pool virginity, so to speak. Um, and then I just had this thought of, I hate all the girls he's ever slept with before me. And I asked my, my girlfriend if she could relate to that. And she said, no. So then I was like, yeah, me neither. But I'm sure a lot of ladies can relate. Do you ever find yourself just hating all the girls that your boyfriend has been with before you? Or if you're a female, um, in like a same sex relationship, whatever, hating all the people your partner has been with before you. And I found a song by Julia Michaels, I think, and it's called All Your Exes. And it says, I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. And it's very extreme. And I'm not like having homicidal thoughts by any means or anything like that. But I wish I didn't have these thoughts. And sometimes when we have ego-driven thoughts, it makes us hate ourselves even more. Because a lot of times I'll think things or I'll feel things and I'll get these emotions and I use it as an excuse to beat up on myself. Like you shouldn't be having these thoughts. You're not spiritual. If you're having these thoughts, you're not developed or healed or growing enough. If you're having these thoughts, like a normal person wouldn't be thinking this, but 
it happens and sometimes we can't control it and some days are better than others. But I just asked in yoga today, I was like, universe, Lord, God, whatever you want to call it, please release me from this resentment. Please release me from this jealousy or this rage or whatever. And I understand it's so healthy for the people, our partners to have been with other individuals before us. It's so normal. I was with a lot of people before Nick. And I have to remind myself, he didn't know me back then. That wasn't, I wasn't a part of his path back then. We were destined to meet when we were supposed to meet. And those people were part of his path, just like the people, my exes, whatever, were part of my journey. So I just wanted to be completely honest and upfront and say, I still struggle with these things day to day. And I think a lot of it comes back to comparing ourselves whether it's like I was talking about a couple episodes ago, comparing ourselves to other people's success or feeling inferior and asking yourself, what makes them so special? Why were they chosen and not me? And it all comes down to feeling inadequate and undeserving of abundance or happiness. And oftentimes we feel so righteous and entitled to our anger, but When it comes down to it from a spiritual perspective, love is the opposite of resentment. The ego wants us to remain in fear and it keeps us in the dark. But when we open up to light, love will encourage us to let go and forgive. And this was funny because I've been working on this. And as I was walking out of yoga, I noticed there was a Maserati parked right next to me. And I was like, oh, we got a big baller here. And I do plan on making an episode this week on healing our relationship to money and lack mentality, feeling like you never have enough, this scarcity mindset that I hold very close to my heart, which I'm working on actively. But I noticed that a woman in yoga class came out and went in the Maserati. And I was just like, well, shit. And I found myself judging her. And I was having these thoughts like, oh, well, maybe her life isn't all that it's like worked up to be. Maybe her husband is super controlling and very abusive and he's financially abusive to her and he buys her all these nice things, but she's really miserable at home. And I found myself like trying to understand and rationalize it. And then I had this thought that, Do people need to be suffering in order to be happy? Like, is this woman who I know nothing about, um, projection at its finest, are people not allowed to deserve nice things unless they're in pain? And to word it differently, when I used to be in eating disorder treatment, I would see all these beautiful girls who were so skinny and like beautiful in my eyes. And I was like, why would they have an eating disorder? So sometimes when I see beautiful women, I have to kind of, I guess, put it down in my head like, oh, maybe they're beautiful on the outside, but they really have an eating disorder. Or, oh, those people look so happy in a relationship. I bet it's not not all it's cracked up to be behind closed doors. And I find a lot of us doing this, like trying to, I guess, invalidate other people's experience or happiness and thinking it's not real or it's not like we're not capable of being fully happy unless something is going wrong, you know, if that makes sense. And this really comes down to judgment, what it is. Also self-comparison and just feeling like there always has to be a catch, like nothing is as it seems or it's too good to be true. So there has to be something going on that I don't know about. And I don't necessarily think this is true. I think that 
people, yeah, they can be miserable secretly in a relationship, but people deserve to be fully happy. It's possible to be fully happy. It's possible to be in a loving, committed, healthy relationship. And I think we assume we make these assumptions that it's not possible or there there's a catch because we haven't experienced it to the fullest fullest extent that we deserve to. You deserve to be happy. I know one of my girlfriends was saying to me, she started dating this nice guy. She's like, I almost feel like it's too good to be true. And he's so great. And I don't deserve him. And I said, just because your past would make you believe that you don't deserve a good guy doesn't mean it's not possible. There doesn't always have to be a catch is what I'm saying. But I also feel another part of this is our attachment to suffering. And I want to share something. Um, So last month, if you you all didn't hear that episode. I went to a psychic just for fun, just to get some clarity, you know, about things I've been feeling. And a lot of times, most of us will doubt our intuition. So we always have to seek external validation to make us feel like we're not crazy. I don't know why we do that. But I went to a psychic and he did a tarot card reading and he said, your ex-lover, a very dark energy is going to come back to your life in April. And he is thinking about what he did and he's sorry and he wants to make amends, whatever. So that kind of threw me for a loop because I started thinking of one of my exes and he was a very dark energy. God bless his soul. But I started worrying, oh my God, he's coming back in April. Like, what am I going to do? And to be quite honest, I was having thoughts of if he comes back, I'm scared I'm going to leave my boyfriend. And this hurts me to say this, I'm being completely honest, because I don't understand why I have this wonderful soulmate, everything I could ever want, dream love in front of me. And I doubt that if my ex came back, that I would be able to not leave my current boyfriend for my ex. And I hate, I shouldn't say I hate myself for it, but I hate that. I hate that I'm not convinced that I'm so sure I wouldn't choose my current boyfriend over my ex because my ex was very abusive. And last night I had a dream about him and I woke up and I really don't like when I dream about this ex because then it's on my mind the whole day. And I don't think I'm in love with this person. I have love for them, but I know it's just trauma bonding to be quite honest. (laughs) It's just trauma bonding. And Come here, baby. Casper's saying his daily hello. He always starts meowing when I'm recording if you're new to the show. But I started thinking that most people, as I say in almost every episode, aren't inherently bad, but they are wounded. And we all decide to cope with our wounds in one way or another, some internally, others externally. This could be having anger outbursts. This could be Um, relationship hopping or sex addiction or substance abuse or self-harm, whatever. But by remaining unconscious and operating from a place of ego and unhealed wounds, it causes us to hurt others. But ultimately, we always end up hurting ourselves the most. So if we choose to take inventory and become self-reflected, we can then operate from a conscious mindset and one that generates love. So I'm starting to realize that sometimes we attract toxic people into our lives, not only because we need to heal around those dysfunctional wounds, but perhaps maybe those unhealthy people need our healing energy in their lives as part of their journey too. 
So I'm trying to, I said a prayer today and I was like, higher self, ascended masters, spirit guides, please take this from me. Please take my heavy heart and make it light. Please send love to this person. Please allow me to release any of the hurt and the pain and the suffering that I'm so attached to and just let it go. Let me release my past so that I can receive more in my future. Cut any cords of attachment between this person and I because I truly believe when we dream about someone or we think about someone, it's because on some level, on some dimension, they are thinking of us or they're on the same wavelength as us, so to speak. So I just prayed about it and I'm trying to give it up to God and trust that I can surrender this. And I just wanted to share this because it is an attachment to suffering. These men that I've had such up and down relationships with, it was because they always had one foot out the door. And my current boyfriend, Nick, who I love, he's my baby. He's made me grow and like realize so many things and open my heart after it's been closed for so long. He is not one foot out the door. And it's hard. It's it's tempting to go back to what we're used to. It's tempting to go back to what we're comfortable with because a lot of times receiving love and allowing love in is super fucking uncomfortable. So just pray about it and realize like some days are going to be easier than others. Some days I'm not going to be thinking about my ex at all. And other days it's going to be like on repeat in my mind, but it comes back to my intention of staying present because the past no longer exists. The past only exists and can hurt us in our minds. And oftentimes hell is, hell is not a place. It's not a place that we go to down below the ground after we die. Hell is so often in our own minds caused by our own fear and our own ego and our own attachment to suffering. So lastly, I wanted to make this very short because I'm going to my boyfriend's house for Easter and I got to start getting ready. But I wanted to talk about judging others people's pain as valid or not. My boyfriend and I, I always talk about Nick, God, God bless him. But my boyfriend and I were having a conversation the other day and we were talking about moving potentially down to Florida together for me to start my doctoral program and for him to take it to the next level with his job. So he was telling me about his story growing up. And I don't mean this in a judgmental way because we're all at least white cis people are all privileged, but my boyfriend's lived a very privileged life. One that I've never like, I grew up and my parents barely were able to make ends meet. I never had anything purchased for me never had any my parents give me any money it was all like you got to do this yourself because we can't really support you in that way because we were very low socioeconomic status on the uh, status poll so that's why I want to talk about this in a future episode but I find myself getting so judgmental and like envious of my boyfriend sometimes because he lived the complete opposite life than me and he was telling me about how hard it was for him growing up when his dad had to work in New York and he was living in Florida. And now I can see that must have really been hard and that fucking sucks. But when he was telling me this story, I was like, oh, what a privileged issue to have. And again, 
like I can't control these thoughts. I think they're conditioning and I think that it's our ego. Our ego can just talk so loud while the angel on our shoulder, our higher self is just like whispering. And I get so frustrated with myself for having these thoughts because I don't mean any harm by them, but it's my own insecurity talking. And I think it's so harmful to judge other people's pain. We don't get to decide if a person's pain is valid or not. We've never been in their shoes. We've never lived their life. We've never grown up with their parents and their experience because what is really hurtful to you might be a piece of cake for someone else. And we should never compare our experiences to someone else's. And my therapist from a few years ago said, if someone drowned at five feet below water and you drowned at a hundred feet below water, would it really matter who drowned deeper? Because you both drowned and died. So it's both real. Like everyone's experience is real. And just because maybe you can't see it, doesn't make it not valid. It doesn't make it not true. Just because I'm struggling with depression and someone else is struggling with anxiety doesn't mean one's better or worse than the other. And I think this is such a harmful, toxic pattern that we often get ourselves into because I remember when I was in a domestic violence shelter getting treatment and I was with these amazing, incredible angelic women. Um, I really hope they're doing well. But they were talking about what kinds of abuse their partners would perpetrate onto them. And my partner was never physically abusive, really. Like he never punched me in the face or anything like that. Um, he was, I guess, physically abusive, but not to that extent. He was more emotionally and sexually abusive. And I found myself comparing that to the women. They would talk about how their boyfriends would beat them. And I remember my mom even said like, you don't belong there. Your boyfriend doesn't hit you. Like those women have real problems. And it really hurt to be invalidated. So I could only imagine what my boyfriend was feeling when I was thinking that because people can pick up on our energy, especially if they're highly sensitive people or empaths, they can pick up on our energy even without us, you know, portraying the words. And even when I was in eating disorder treatment, I knew that the bulimics would compare themselves to the anorexics and the anorexics would wish they were bulimic and it doesn't serve anyone. It's really not helpful. And I think that once we release this judgment mentality, once we release this egoic mindset of having to be better than someone or feel righteous or validating that our pain isn't real, we will be free. It will release us and it will ease up on a lot of the suffering and the pain that you're perpetrating onto yourself in actuality. Because the ego always has to be right. The ego seeks evidence for us to confirm that we really aren't good enough. So I asked going into this new week, this new month of April, that you out your ego. Just notice it. We can't be perfect. We can't expect ourselves to never have these thoughts or these self-critical judgments, but we can notice them. We can bring awareness and insight to them, and we can shine light on the dark corners of our minds because the darkness cannot survive in the light.